What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 273. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. I'm here with Adam. Action packed. <laughs> right? Action. It's okay to choose okay gum on this podcast. Yeah, for real, right? The only thing that was missing was like Arnold Schwarzenegger or insert action hero. Yeah, right. Why does it take <clears throat> the goose so long to talk? He's low and slow. He dude. is low and like really slow. <laughs> he just takes forever. Like, yeah. So we got your classic story where they kidnapped the girl and look, yeah. dude. If I was like some kind of secret agent, especially yeah. this deep, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Can't be caring about that shit, dude. Get people nah, killed. Dude, let it go. Yeah, let it go. She's got a piece, a pacemaker, you piece of shit. You know? And then it was like, it was just like any movie, you know. Yeah. 90s, like action. Yeah. With a lot of, dude, they fought Every on the firework minutes. things. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. it's like, it's like they took uh, the climactic final battle of like 10 movies and made a movie. Yeah. Well, like yeah. every scene was just this fucking like, oh, like, yeah. And then they and would they talk went, a little bit. Are you chewing gum? And I was like, that's gonna come back later. Yeah. I just, I, I, in an in another period or another era of my life, I probably would have ate this film up and loved it. But I just found myself being like, huh, here we go again, more fighting. In the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then the yeah, and then we're gonna go to the fireworks, and then they're gonna, he's gonna kick it. He's gonna put his face in it, and then like yeah. the dude's sitting there dying, and he's like, "Here, take the necklace." Like now he's on my side. It's like he just yeah. killed the motherfucker, dude. Yeah, and he's I trying mean, to he help you mark. out. Yeah, he he's like, "I'm mark, four, dude. you're six, yeah. right?" Yeah, where's five at? Yeah, well, like you if know? they could have took at least. 30 to 40 minutes out of this film took out 15 minutes of fight sequences and injected it with maybe some more writing, some more just like just movie. I think it would have been. Well, that's the thing, man. Like back in the day, it was very rare to get a movie over an hour and 30, an action movie. This was two hours. Yeah. 10 minutes of credits. Yeah. It was just, it was so, and I hate to use this in a negative light because we eat these movies up. It was too Marvel for a non-Marvel movie. The Russos, did they work on some Marvel movies? Well, I mean, they did They did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Infinity War. That's right. And And Winter Soldier. It's the same team that, that did those that made this. Yeah. Down to McFreely and uh, McPherson, who did like the screenplays for Infinity War and Endgame. Well, yeah. dude, they spent two hundred million dollars. It didn't look terrible. No, dude, it wasn't like you know the worst movie no, ever made. But it was that, like, really, that, y'all gonna spend two hundred million? You couldn't come no, up, that, you know, a little better, like that camera trick with the drones. That was get cool. Old. I'm call. I'm I'm calling it now, though. That shit's gonna get old. Yeah. Whenever well, he I was can, on the I, motorcycle, that was a cool one. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was yeah. Real cool. Well, like I, I, it, being able to tune that trick and technique down 
to be more like you know like the like when you're following like if you're following a vehicle or whatever and be more immersive you're passing the cars and shit i i get it but like this whole thing where it's gonna do a like six drone alley oops and they did use it a lot yeah and 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 i would say this movie and what's the other film that's doing that technique now is it ambulance with uh, the michael bay film Probably. Uh, maybe yeah they're doing that he's got he's implemented the same camera technique in that film because there's that trailer we watched where yeah same fucking movement man it's like a quick zoom down and a, just a jarring spin now pulling that off and making it like like smooth that i i get i get their skill in that but yeah. like i said i just i feel like it's, it's gonna be it's the new bullet time right now yeah I get that, yeah, but I think that I think Marvel's been doing it. I think that they're they've been doing it cleverly, where they don't use it constantly. But I mean, you've I mean, there's obviously scenes that you could pull to mind where it's like, okay, they used a drone here, especially like in Spider Man and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so they they've they successfully masked it, I guess you could say, in in a lot of the Marvel projects or a lot of other movies, but like they made it very blatant here and I'm okay, like, I'm okay with that. Cause I thought that it was pretty cool and it added a different element to it, especially in some of these larger set pieces and things that are going on. Oh, like that, yeah. that one action sequence, like when they're fighting on the train and then the yeah. train crashes yeah. and then he's handcuffed to the, like that action sequence goes on for like 35 minutes, you know? And if it didn't have interesting camera work and like, just complete over the top nonsense, then it would yeah. not have, it well, would have been boring to a degree, you know? Yeah. And, but I, I think that like, when you cut, when it comes to like tricks like that, like you remember a trick cause you saw it once. Yeah. If it's a good trick, it's like going to watch Tony Hawk land the 900. He's only going to land that motherfucker one time and then all right, time let's, let's leave. You don't go to watch and keep landing 900s over and over and over. And yeah. I think because of it always c- cutting to another fight sequence, which I get it, this dude's deep in the shit. He's a life of violence and fucking, you know, betrayal and stuff. I get that. But it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it, it, it was too action packed. And it's weird to say that because I'm, I love, I love action films. Yeah. Who, who the fuck don't? I just I just felt like there wasn't much of really of a movie there other than let's cram as much. Well, the story could have been a little better. Yeah. Like, really? For that much money, yeah. dude. Right. I mean. Yeah. Well, and all right, here here's kind of my stance on the film. Um it it, it fully achieved everything that it set out to do, in my opinion. It successfully made me turn the world off and just like sit back and enjoy this action packed ride where it felt like it was playing homage to all these like 90s, for some reason, specifically 90s action flicks. Like it wasn't as over the top as like 80s action was, it was a little bit more grounded in reality, like 90s were. But like it felt like it took that. It's, like they were sitting around one day making Avengers and they're like, you know what would be fun? And they're like, what? And it's like, imagine like a nineties action movie, right? But like two hours long 
and the the action sequences are twice as long as they would normally be. And they look so like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that would be kind of fun to do, you know? Yeah. Who would be interested in doing something like that? And Chris Evans is like, I mean, I like doing action. I you like know what him I'm saying? As a like, bad guy. I do, he yeah. plays a good he, and like as soon as you see him with his little mustache and yeah, white he's pants, all, he's always a good smartass. Yeah. Like he wasn't knives I out, you know. Him. Yeah, um, but to me, the movie successfully did what it was set, put out to do. Like it made me turn my brain off, and then also think like, oh, this is pulling shit from fucking Broken Arrow and fucking Demolition Man, and like you know what I mean, like you. It's pulling stuff from these '90s action films, but making it, making the action sequences longer, but not over the top, makes them in turn over the top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like to me, that's like let's ground it in reality, but let's make it so long it's almost unbelievable. And it's like that's that's exactly what they did, you know. Um, and that classic, like little girl gets kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. For you know, he's he cares about her because he watched over. Yeah. You know, can't chew gum in here. Yeah. He's like, whenever they grabbed her, when Billy Bob and they grabbed the little girl, he's like, she's got a pacemaker, you son of a bitch. And it's like, and? (laughs) It's like, yeah, like, she's probably going to die here, man. Do y'all recognize her? Do y'all know who that little girl is? mm -mm. It was the little girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, I've seen this little girl in something. Yeah. I looked it up and it was like, oh, hell yeah. She did a pretty yeah. good job. Did, she acted like, cause she's got to be like, I don't know, 13. Yeah. She's real young, but she acts older. Yeah, she does. Like at first I was like, whenever he was like staying in the house with her, I was like, all right, what's going to happen? You know, this is going to get weird. Yeah. Weird, like, right. Um, but it's cool to see Gosling, like, you know, he's done action films in the past and stuff, but like. He straight whipped ass in this one. Yeah, n- not to this extent. Up. You know what I mean? Yeah. He went John Wick on him, dude. Yeah. And, you know, they, the, the, they wanted to set out and do like this action cinematic universe thing, kind of. You know, they did the extraction flick with fucking. Hemsworth and they did this and they've done some they're working on some other stuff done some other stuff like they just you know and uh, it's perfect they spent 200 million dollars on the direct Netflix action flick that is going to cater like it being on Netflix it's going to cater to the audience that it needs to cater to there you know yeah it was number one for like seven or eight nine days something like that yeah of course so like I mean yeah and if they release this on in theaters, it had a theatrical then, release, I do believe. At the same time, I believe so. Okay. So I mean, but if you look at the theater numbers, I'm sure that they're like way low because, oh, like, of course. you know, if you're going to pay forty dollars to go to the movies, are you going to go see a Marvel movie? Or are you going to go see your run of the mill action flick? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and, on the fifteenth, it premiered in cinemas and. It dropped on the 22nd on that. So, you know. Yeah. A week later. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I mean, for me, though, like like I said, it was just a silly good time. Like, it reminded me of, of growing up and watching stuff that I technically shouldn't have been watching at the time. You know what I mean? And I just fucking tuned out, man, and just enjoyed the 
crazy ride that we went on. That was based my... off a book. It's a book. Wrote okay. Book. Yeah, right. Wrote the book. So they, you and know, they talk... saw that and they were like, "Hey, we can turn this into one of those." You know, kind of because yeah. that the '90s was huge for action movies, man. Just yeah, Demolition Man, and yeah, you name it. But the thing that the '90s had going for it, though, was like innovation in a way, like choreography and fighting. A lot of the <laughs> fight scenes in this movie always started the same. It would be, you know, oh, here we are. I see we're at an impasse, and then they start fucking. Let me give them the right hook that's going to obviously get blocked, start the fight, and it just, I don't know, it got it got boring by like the third act or, or the middle of the movie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But like we were talking last night, uh, I was talking to Corey and, and those guys, and it's like, you know, when's the last like kind of big budget, you know, action flick that came out? Um. I mean, and especially something that was re- released in theaters that's not like a comic book movie. You know what I mean? John Wick. That's something yeah. I think of like that. Like, Yeah, so you've got John Wick. You've got the Expendables franchise. Yeah. You know, you got stuff that like was that. Over, see, like, that was over the top. Yeah, right. That was yeah. more 80s action, yeah. So it's like, it's good to see something like this. Like, there's still a market for action movies, but it's... Yeah. You know, well, action yeah, movies kind of... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing. But, like, to me, you know, action flicks kind of went the way for more or less of the of the Western. You know what I mean? Like, we got the Westerns. The Westerns oversaturated the market. They played themselves out. Late 70s, 80s, early, mid-90s, even into the 2000s, you had action flick after action flick after action flick after action flick that came out kind of oversaturated the market, kind of played itself out. 20 years later, you know, we're getting action movies now. We've watched how many trailers for action movies that have Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis, fucking, you name it. Yeah. Yeah, that are just these B little action flicks that they're still making today because studios don't want to give the time or the money to these things because, like, who would go see an action movie whenever they can go watch a Star Wars movie or they can go watch a... Marvel movie or a DC movie. So it was good for me to watch a big budget action film that was actually like, it didn't, I mean, if you really break the story down, it didn't make any sense, but it's okay. That's the, for me, that's the charm of it too. You know what I mean? So like we get that, we get how they're, I had to explain that to my grandparents because they watched it. Like, yeah. We watched that Graveman movie on Netflix, and my grandfather, dude, loves action movies. He was like, I didn't like it. It was like too much action. And I was like, well, that was kind of like what they were going for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they did that on purpose. Yeah. It was the point. And he was like, oh. But if that's yeah. the, but if, I mean, if that's the case, then what we didn't get really was a film. It was just a taped stunt show. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was set up for the next action sequence, basically. And I mean, you can say that a lot about about a lot of comic book movies too. It's like, okay, this character has the same char- uh, powers or things as the villain, and it's like we need some type of motivation in order to get us to the next fight that happens between you know between these two people. So, 
like that argument can be made all the way around in some capacity. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, but, but at the same time, like with, with movies like this though, because there's such a bulk and such a, a, a massive catalog that you would think that even if it's not on a writing level where, you know, not every film somebody pouring the heart into it. I get that. But when you have such a catalog of movies and great movies to pick from at that, and you're going to pull from inspiration and technical inspiration instead of, you know, a more personal dive into, into your writing. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's there to show you not to make mistakes, certain mistakes that can be overlooked. Yeah. And one of the, you know, one of the biggest cinema sins that people that that movies fall for all of them like there's no special bracket of movies that aren't touched by it's films that just have too much chuffa and that was i don't know the chuffa of of the gray man was in a weird way just the overabundance of action yeah yeah because by the end of the because by by the end of the movie you've already just been drugged through so much stuff. And I guess maybe that's part of the ride, but you're drugged through so much relentless fighting that by the end of it, it, the stakes don't feel raised. The goose has been stabbed, kicked, bloodied, beaten. He's done the same to others. This motherfucker's still walking. At that point, you're like, man, he ain't going to die. Yeah. Even though we both know that when that motherfucker, when Chris Evans got shot, that bullet should went right through him and killed Costin too. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, I get it. I mean, if it's if if for you know action enthusiasts, this is this is like three helpings at once. And you know, but I still, I just. I just find myself confused at how over the top and in your face and such a pace, such a fast pace, constant movement. Like there were, there were never really a lot of shots in the film that were still, it was the constant fluid. Yeah. Like camera constantly moving characters. are It it was so bombarding that that by the end, you're just exhausted rather than like, Holy shit. What a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that I wish that they would have done a little bit differently that they kind of suffered from, in my opinion, was the, um, I hate whenever they do like choreographed fucking fight sequences and they cut a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, it drives me fucking crazy, man. And I understand why they, they don't do that as much in like superhero flicks because nine times out of 10, they're wearing a costume and it's not even the actor. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. they can, they can follow through with it. They can do what they need to do without having to make those cuts and everything. But goddamn, dude, like before a movie like this, they should have let their choreographer fucking shine and just let that camp, like let the camera move a little bit just to stay out of these two actors way. But like, just let that fight play out, man. 
Yeah. Like, let them get up. Let them fucking be panning and fucking go right back at, like, to really catch, like, how visceral a fight gets, how brutal it gets. Not just, like, punch, cut, punch, cut, punch, kick, bam, boom. Let's look at this fucking building blowing up in the background. All right, punch to the face, kick to the groin. Like, it just, it was... It was very, yeah. it was that real janky, man. And they did that yeah. like at the beginning. I know. Apparently, I, in the book, they they touch more on like with him being in jail because you know he was in jail. Yeah, and he's gonna be in there for a long time. You know, we don't ever really know what he did. Well, right. He shot his dad, right? Did he? Yeah. Oh. Or his brother. I missed that. Like, well, he said that you know. He was taking the beat. Him and his brother. Oh was yeah, his brother. His, his oh, that's right. His dad was yeah. in the in the bathtub. Yeah. When he got his fucking final whim, was like fuck this. But uh, yeah, another funny thing was when Lloyd said fucking put a bullet in a Ken doll. Yeah. He's playing, he's playing Ken. Ken. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I actually enjoyed him as a bad guy though. Yeah, I like. I, him would, as a bad I guy. would like. Yeah, I would like to see him in more villains. A good asshole. For sure. Yeah. I think he might be one. That's why. <laughs> <Pretty good. laughs> He's like, give me my fucking coffee. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, calm down. Um, the chick from uh, Knives Out. Yeah. Wasn't she a Knives Out? I think so, yeah. Yeah. She did a good job. Yeah. The other chick, though. Eh. The one that was the working with the guy in charge of everything. Yeah. So we both went, we all three went to Harvard together. It's yeah, like, it's who like, gives a fuck, man? Who fuck about that? The great man's yeah. gonna fuck everybody I guess, up. I guess, if you, I guess if you could look at this as a prequel to Drive, like Drive is him later in life. He's fucking left the CIA behind him. Yeah. He's who was violent. the big guy? You know, they kept talking about the, the top dog. We never see who that is, right? You know, they're making like, another one. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, they said something like, have you, have you talked to the old man? I guess whoever started the program, whoever. Right. It'll be still on or something. Yeah, see that in the next one. But it is yeah, going to get another one. Or we're going to Carlos Esposito. He'll come out mean, and go, you've thwarted every plan I've had. But we have ways of winning. <laughs> we already have fire. <laughs> No, I, I really liked it, man. Like, I, I really did. I I cut my brain off and just gawked at the amount of action that was there. And, like, you know, the, like, these are the same guys that worked on Winter Soldier. You know, and, like, Winter Soldier was, like, a fantastic, like, espionage-type film that, you know, and set in the Marvel Universe. And, and, like, you know, they worked on Infinity War. They worked on Endgame. You see, like what these people are capable of. You see what these people are able to do. And it just felt like they, it just felt like they were having a good time when they were riding it. And then when they were making it and that kind of came through a little bit for me, you know, because yeah. it's just so it's not over the top in an over the top fucking expendables eighties action, but it's just not over in, the top of the fact this. that like, not in the spectacle, but in the just the sheer amount of just two people say some sentences and then a fight breaks out. Yeah, like All right. the getaway happens. Yeah. All right. Next room they walk in, a couple more sentences get said, fight breaks out again. Bubble yes. down, you know. 
I mean, Gosselin should have died several times, right? For just <laughs> I mean, from exhaustion. But you know? that, yeah, but that I mean, I, I get the I get the plot armor of the action hero. He can take yeah. more hits than a million men. Dude, there's like six gray man books. So I mean, there's a whole you know he's a, a whole Jack series. Reacher. He's a you know yeah. there's a bunch of them. Buff. But they chose the gray man one, so there's more source material. So the gray man trilogy. Six book collection. That's more than a trilogy. <laughs> That's a saga. It, it came out in 2009. The Gray Man did. I'm seeing like there's more of them. Yeah. Then you had On Target, Ballistic, Dead Eye, Black, Back Blast. Easy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Back Blast, Gun, Gun Metal, Metal Gray, Agent in Place, Mission Critical. Uh huh. One minute out, relentless. That's Radthar's favorite book. Yeah. Sierra Six. You Sierra know, like, Six. What you si- got your six? Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, whenever he was in the hospital and they come in there and they're like, he's gone. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, put this record on. Yeah. And then you well, see loud. outside the window. Yeah, he's where just he's fucking just fucking everybody up, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, how did he figure out where she was at? They had it was like a stash house, you know? He's the fucking gray man, dude. He's fucking six, man. So I'm guessing the sequel he'll be taking care of the kid or he'll find somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's his responsibility well, get, now, right? She'll get kidnapped again. So Oh yeah. You know, Where's I mean, my like, daughter. I mean, uh Yeah. You can't have one of those nineties movies without some chick getting kidnapped. Yeah. They gotta yeah. kidnap somebody. distress. Yeah. And they've always got like they're in a wheelchair, they got fucking yeah, something's wrong. Pacemaker. Yeah, right. I was like a pacemaker? Yeah. Like, wait a minute. John Cena Club foot would have been better. Y'all call me. They're yeah. like, no. But yeah, I mean, on the whole, I really enjoyed it. Just just because I was able to just be, you know, just chill, you know, mm-hmm. just chill and watch it. And like, I could glance down at my phone every now and then and not worry about missing anything. You I know, like my phone a lot. I, I did, yeah, I, I didn't miss stuff. Cause it was like, yeah. there was no real story going on. So I was just like, you know, yeah. I could dick around, look at Twitter, come back. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the movies that we've watched, especially recently, you know, it's been some like, you know, some vaginas giving birth to people yeah. with, you know, like yeah. some really intense this shit. And like, different. yeah. So it's watching this, simple. yeah, exactly. Yeah, think too much. Yeah. So, it's and sometimes, play. yeah, sometimes simple's okay. You know, Simple Jack was a great film. Yeah. <laughs> <Hit> movies. <laughs> You m- 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 make me happy. I'm giving it a full star. I already know how many stars this film's going to get. I'm giving it a full star. I, I really give like it a full. It. So I'm giving it a half. Trav, you give it a half. Uh, I'm full I'm, half. Ta- I'm gonna give it a, a half, mainly because uh, it's. I mean. It has some some stuff like 
the first few minutes, whatever, where you're getting a feel of the movie, you're like, okay, this is that kind of movie. Cool. Yeah. And then by like the hour 40 mark, you're like, God damn, it's still that kind of movie. <laughs> they didn't and, let up. And while, <clears throat> and while Griffin made a point that, you know, the, the Russo brothers, when you, you look at their catalog, you're, you know, it's like they made Winter Soldier, Infinity War. The Winter Soldier I want to hone in on. Yeah. Because they made it. Makes me want to look at them and go, you made that. Show it. Like, grab them by their heads. Yeah. Go, you made that. You made you that masterpiece. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is this? Yeah. What the fuck were you on, man? Like, don't get high on your own supply, guys. Like, yeah. Well, they kind of checked out. They didn't want to make well, I mean, another I mean, you, you, know? you could, and even, even, even with how, well, not even like in terms of it being a Marvel film, in terms of just being a full blown espionage film, which is what makes Winter Soldier such a great film, because it's more of an espionage film than it is a superhero film. Yeah, there's just a really strong motherfucker in the movie that can get shit done. Yeah, and. I could even argue too that the Winter Soldier is one of those movies that's great, but you don't have to keep your eyes glued to the fucking TV. No, you yeah. will because it's that goddamn good. Yeah. But arguably, you could you could still kind of zone out and clean your fucking house, and then still stop and be like, "Oh fuck, Bucky's going off the rails," and then you fucking go back to what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, I give it a I give it a half star. I mean. For a second, though, man, the fact that they were able to make a Tom Clancy level espionage film out of a Marvel movie is such an incredible feat. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's very impressive. Dude. Yeah. Like, like, if I had, if if some literal who came up to me and was like, I ain't never watched Marvel, I'd be like, well, watch Winter Soldier. Tell me what you think. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's just enough comic book for the comic book people, but it's so much more than that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It really, it might be the best Marvel. Movie. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, when you think about movies being commentary Damn. and stuff, that movie's commentary was probably the most critical at the time it came out because the whole film was about surveillance Yeah, outside of the, the, you know, the fantastical aspect of Steve and Bucky's little conflict or whatever they were finding out that motherfuckers were spying on the, on the population. Yeah. They were finding out that, that shield wasn't quite like it, like the movies, the subsequent fall of shield, AKA mm -hmm. the CIA for Marvel. Yeah. And you know, that whole parallel. So, I mean, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like the writing was good. Like the fact that it was Marvel is like, that was an afterthought when you watch that one. Yeah. And like they haven't replicated that recipe a whole lot. No. Like that's like that's like that's like uh that's like some grandma's cookie shit. Like when they finally make it, you're like, oh fuck, I ain't had this in a minute. Yeah, it's like, that straw it's like it's that strawberry candy, that hard candy. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 man. It, I, you don't fucking touch that candy. You leave that shit there. You you fish around for the worthers. Dude, no, the weathers are gone because the other kids got their hands to it first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. dude. You settle for you just settle for a Tootsie Roll or the fucking uh oh man, those little bricks, they're white yeah. chocolate. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway. No, nah, dude. 
if I stumbled across a bag of that strawberry candy, I'm buying it. I don't know who the fuck makes it. I don't know where it's from. It's like it's a gift from the heavens. It It's the stuff that was just always there. Yes. Like, there's no name on it. It was just a watermelon packaging. And Man. delicious. <laughs> or strawberry That's... packaging. It's so... Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. You fought with you fought with Circus Peanuts, Griffin. Dude, I love Circus Peanuts. Yeah, see, see, oh my God. I, yeah. That, that, there's a correlation here. If you fought with the strawberries, I knew you was a Circus Peanut eating motherfucker. He fucking yeah, likes yeah. licorice. I do too. Yeah, I love I, licorice. No, hey, I'm. I'm not I'm, talking <laughs> about red licorice, Travis. The oh. black kind. Yeah, yeah, the black licorice. Yeah, the dude, spicy I love licorice. It. I fucking love it, dude. It's so That's good. That's an acquired taste right there, man. Yeah. Tastes like, you know, when you puke in your mouth a little bit? That's what it tastes yeah. like. No, I'm just kidding. Or, 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 or no, like right before you about to throw up all the gut right you just had. Yeah. Yeah. So check this out. Y'all were talking about Winter Soldier so much. So I was I was wondering, I was like, who wrote this screenplay? We know it's based off a book, but so, you know, like, of course, uh, Joe Russo was involved, but they had two writers with him. Mm-hmm. I pull their credits up. They fucking wrote the Winter Soldier. They yeah, wrote Endgame. Yeah. They wrote Infinity War. They wrote Civil War. They it's the yeah. whole team. Yeah, man. they brought yeah. them all over. It's like they also wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. So everybody gets worn. Yeah. Ooh, Pain and Gain. Yeah, which was great. Awesome action movie. <laughs> yeah. Really? Isn't, isn't it? Uh, Christopher Marcus and something McFeely. Steven, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, those guys, I mean, they're they're they they've hit a stride. I mean, if that's their and like I wanna say all these motherfuckers come from that show Glee, which is even more puzzling. That's yeah, that's Glee weird. Here is, not for writing. They may have uh, done something else on it, produced it or a lot of Marvel, Thor, yeah. Dark World. Mm. I think that's worth a revisit. Thor? The Dark World, yeah. I never uh, had a problem with the Dark World, so to be honest. It. I never had a problem with serious Thor. I liked Ragnarok better. Yes, it was a better film. But personally, I didn't. Because, like, I don't know when you're watching these franchise films, especially something like Thor, where like his is a classic tale of, you know, becoming the final form, you know, you know, it, it, it had the, it had the sophomore issues, but I, I didn't, I didn't turn off dark world going, God, that was fucking shit. Yeah. Like, like, like everybody else did. <laughs> I never was like, what the, f-? I wasn't like, I, I, I was just like, okay, that was Thor's second adventure. And, uh, okay. Well, the thing with Thor too, that I think a lot of people like completely dismiss or don't even think about that did so much for Thor and Loki's relationship going forward in the franchise, just in that one film alone that you wouldn't get Ragnarok. You you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't get the the culmination of their relationship in Ragnarok if it hadn't been for the Dark World. Yeah. But that, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
we got some movie news here. We got something very interesting from Warner Brothers here. Batgirl reportedly scrapped oh, yeah. by Warner Brothers despite having completed filming. Is this so a Warner movie Brothers, or a series? I think series? this is a movie. Wow. I don't know. It might be a series. Let's see. Uh, Warner Brothers' handling of their DCEU movies seem to have taken another strange and almost unbelievable twist as it has been reported from multiple sources that Batgirl has been canceled and will not be released in any form. Despite the $80 million movie being complete, it has been suggested that the test screenings of the movie were so bad that a decision has been made to completely abandon the project. This comes just a few days after Brendan Fraser was seen discussing his upcoming role as Firefly at GalaxyCon in Raleigh, North Carolina, making it seem a decision that has literally just been made, or as many fans are still vainly hoping that there has been some very crossed wires. Although, although there is yet to be an official confirmation from Warner Brothers, it seems that there are very few who still doubt the information as it has been reported by The Hollywood Reporter that one of the biggest issues with the movie was the budget, which didn't deliver the kind of big theatrical blockbuster the company's strategy is aiming for. And they seemingly don't want to put that kind of thing direct to streaming either. The final decision of the movie's fate seems to have come down to new Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David. Yeah. This guy David fucks, man. Slob. Yeah. Uh, essentially taking apart all plans there were in place for DC movies to ever be direct to streaming releases. Batgirl and Blue Beetle were both originally down to head to HBO Max before Blue Beetle was given a theatrical release. And it was also reported that Batgirl would also be released in cinemas, but only in the UK. Now it seems that even that isn't enough to allow the film to go ahead and be released. Remember, they're going to focus on quality over yes. quantity. This yes, is a good sign, man, really, that, that it was so bad. Yeah. Test screening say, that they were like, don't, don't even worry. Don't even put that shit out. Just don't. Yeah, I was just, just going to say I respect this it. article. This one, this article was just a really nice put down of just this movie fucking sucked and Warner Brothers smartened up and realized not to release it. Yeah, well, yeah. that guy, you yeah. know, we did the whole David. deep dive on him. He's he's going to save the country, the company, dude. Yeah, he might, country, yeah, too, he might yeah. save it. You never know. No, <laughs> but, you know, and that's not to say that there's not room for Batgirl as a property, but I think really that her character, her character is more seeing her Side story two. go from seeing her going from being Barbara Gordon, the daughter of uh, Commissioner Gordon, to being Batgirl, to being shot and becoming Oracle, I think that's a greater story than just, oh, it's a female Batman fighting crime. Yeah. Like, that whole arc of of her character development and everything would be a greater story to tell because you have her becoming Batgirl, doing her vigilante shit she gets hurt and instead of sitting out she just becomes like she utilizes what's you know she still overcomes it yeah and that's a that's a far better story than just yeah and, i'm batman with boobs and you know how you tell yeah. that story in a really interesting way you have you have barbara gordon oracle right mm-hmm. as being the in-ear for Batman, right? Yeah, the guy in the chair, yeah. <clears throat> and then some shit starts to go down, right? 
<clears throat> and okay, we'll say that Batman in this situation is a secondary character because what ends up happening is there's correlations between whatever case they're working and some of the things that went down with Barbara. And you see the flashbacks of, you know, her deciding to make that leap and then her first interactions with Bruce Wayne and Batman. And you see everything through her perspective. And you have, you have Batman there as the person that is like basically relaying the info. Like he's the Oracle in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's that's yeah. how you do that movie. Well, to add to it as well, I would compound it by making it a story that pulls from, obviously, you know, obviously we're pulling from Killing Joke, uh, we're pulling from all kinds of stuff, you know, have it to where it's a situation where Batman loses Alfred, and he's dealing with his own loss and stuff like that, plus freeing up the chair, because a lot of people that are necessarily privy to the comics and stuff would be like well he has alfred why would why would he need somebody well have it to where he loses alfred he gets killed because of you know someone finally outsmarts him and catches him off guard that cave gets attacked whatever you pull whatever you want out of your ass that would make sense but have it to where to add to what supplement what you're you were saying have it to where at, at different points in their lives they helped each other overcome shit and thus what ultimately allows Bruce Wayne to trust Barbara Gordon on the level that like, I'm going to let you have access to my tech. Yeah. You can, you could definitely do that in two, two and a half hours. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, could, it, it could be a secondary plot to a classic Batman trilogy where he's just fighting different motherfuckers, but the linking, you know, the, 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 the core of the films is Batman's relationship with Alfred with Barbara Gordon becoming part of it and how, you know, she gets caught up with, uh, you know, the dynamic between her and her father, because her father will obviously be like, I don't want this life for you. That type yeah. of shit, you know, it, right. it can make for a good movie, uh, a good narrative going that, 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 that's going along while we have the classic Batman's got to stop the mustache twirling bad guy who's going to fuck up Gotham, probably sink it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah so and and it's good news like like we're you know you guys were saying earlier it's like the fact that that this dude is coming in there making these decisions right out of the gate and it's like look man is it good does test audiences like it fucking delete it yeah you know 80 million the fact fact that he has the balls to step in and go hey we're gonna eat this 80 million because it ain't worth it we won't make shit well dude we'll make something but yeah yeah but we'll already he's trying to rebuild trust Yeah, restore the the faith regardless and i don't mean like he's some like bleeding heart i care about the fans he's a businessman and wants to make money and business 101 Business one one oh one brand loyalty and right now DC's brand loyalty is in the fucking shitter. Yeah, absolutely. Well speaking of DC here, Aflac reportedly replacing Keaton as Batman and Aquaman two. So Momoa shocked DC fans recently when he announced that Aflac would return as Batman slash Bruce Wayne and Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. Affleck last played the Cape Crusader in Snyder's Justice League, which came out in 2021, and will also appear alongside fellow Batman Michael Keaton in The Flash. 
Ben Affleck is now set to make another DCEU appearance as Batman and Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, which per reports is due to continuity issues arising from the release date reshuffling of the DC film's roster. The Flash and Aquaman 2 were both slated to hit the screen this year, but were delayed to 2023. While an exact reason has yet to be revealed, the Warner Brothers Discovery merger and the involvement of the problematic stars Ezra Miller and Amber Heard in the movies are touted as potential reasons behind the postponement. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will now arrive in March the 17th of 2023, three months before The Flash, which will debut on June the 23rd. Keaton originally cameoed in Aquaman 2, but per several insiders, the test audiences were left confused by his inclusion as he was supposed to be introduced in The Flash originally. And this apparently opened the door for Ben Affleck's return. Grace Randolph and KC Walsh have confirmed the news, but like always, take them with a grain of salt. As uh, And as for Affleck's DCEU feature, future, there are still no plans for this grim, burly Batman, especially now that Snyderverse has also been scrapped. Keaton will play an aging, serious Batman in the main DC timeline, with Pattinson playing a younger version of the mass vigilante in the Batman series. That's in, that's an interesting sentence right there. Yeah. Cuz that that's kind of a big deal, man. Yeah. Keaton will play yeah. an aging serious Batman in the main DC timeline hmm. with Pattinson playing his younger version. Yeah. So like so now I mean now this is just going on this article, but that would assume that okay, the They're Batman connected is a prequel series to the 89 batman yeah like that's 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 a that's an it like why isn't that being talked about yeah right so it seems that there just isn't a place for affleck's batman to fit into the dceu anymore and flash or nope and aquaman in the lost kingdom will probably set up his return and eventual farewell in the flash However, it is rumored that Affleck is rethinking his DCEU retirement. Affleck has confirmed multiple times that he's done playing Batman in the DCEU and is just fulfilling his prior commitments, but he just can't seem to bring himself to say goodbye to the character. Owing to personal struggles and behind-the-scenes mess of Justice League, Affleck exited his solo Batman movie in 2019, which he was also going to direct. Pattinson was soon cast in The Batman with Matt Reeves directing, from an entirely different script, and Michael Keaton was then announced to be reprising his role of the iconic superhero from 1989's Batman and The Flash. But for some reason, barely a year after stepping down as Batman, Affleck decided to return in The Flash and also sh- uh, shot new scenes for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Could a change in WB and DC Films management have prompted Affleck's decision? Or perhaps the Warner Brothers Discovery merger did, since the new CEO... David Zaslov has big plans for the superhero franchise. In any case, Affleck is excited to don the cape and cow again in the flash and had a much different experience shooting the film than he did on justice league or so he told variety last October. It was really nice. It was a really nice way to revisit that as the prior experience had been difficult. This was really lovely, really fun. I had a great time. I'm probably under some gag order that I'm not even aware of, that I probably just violated and I'm now going to be sued. I love Ezra and I had a chance to see Jason who's over there in the UK making Aquaman and the lost kingdom. So he might not love Ezra anymore, but 
there's some interesting things here. But yeah. they there's they're saying they're going to introduce and then also exit Keaton's Batman in the Flash. So it's going to that his involvement in the DC EU the current or whatever whatever's happening there is going to open and close in the same film. And if that is the case like what I don't know man it gets into that weird multiverse territory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well like okay if what if instead of it being a prequel to 89's Batman, what if Keaton is just going to be the older version of Pattinson in this new, this in this different reality, if you want to call it that. You know what I'm saying? Because those being connected would present some pretty glaring continuity issues. Yeah, like the Joker stuff, you know. The or fucking... the, pe- the Penguin alone. Like he already yeah. knows who the Penguin is, whereas you know, Batman Returns was his origin, you know? Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. But so, it, it feels like out, like, removed from what the movies would be about, it seems like Warner Brothers came up to Affleck and was like, hey, we're cleaning house on yeah. DC. We would still like for you to be Batman. And he's like, eh, I'll believe it when I see it. He's starting to see it, and in turn is like, eh, I might dabble my feet in the waters. Well, if I had if I had to play the, the smart money in this situation, I would probably think that D- that David uh, Zaslov probably contacted Affleck himself mm. and was like, "Look, man, I know that like there was some weird shit that happened in this previous fucking WB regime, but I've got big plans. Like, I want to make this MCU level territory, and you are an incredible Batman. Would you consider coming back?" to either tie up some of the loose strings so that they can reestablish the universe or possibly continue that universe. You know what I'm saying? So because would, like, because time has done nothing but make his Batman better. Yeah. Because oh, a yeah. lot of, a lot of people, I feel like well, even back when Donna justice came out and people gave his Batman shit for killing and shooting guns and all that shit over time, I've seen that, that argument relapse back to like, dude, that goddamn warehouse scene, you know? Yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the most like action Batman sequences ever made, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's really interesting, man. And I think that David, this David Zaslav dude, it's going to take probably I'm going to say five to ten years to straighten this mess out. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there's too much stuff in the works currently. And we did we did see the news earlier this week where uh, Grant Gustin is that his name, the guy that plays yeah. Flash on CW. Oh yeah, he's a, that's about they're, the end. Yeah, they're yeah. ending the Flash at season nine. Yep. That's when the Flash is ending. And that's yeah. a good run for any show, despite oh, waning yeah. popularity. I, I mean, didn't even know it was haul. still going on. That yeah. caught me. I thought it was already over. Like, dude, I think they're pushing back the Flash too. Like. To next year, it's like let's let this fucking Ezra Miller shit blow over just a little bit, you know? Yeah, right. It's like, uh, yeah. and he should be canceled. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, if, if you guys remember, because we covered it on one of the episodes uh, years ago, but the Ben Affleck movie that he was making, like we were already getting test shots of yeah. Deathstroke. Yeah, like the movie was well underway, and. I would still kind of like to see what that movie I would like to see him direct the Batman movie. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And even if it's like one Batman flick to do them all in, you know, to like in that character, I would be okay because that would be a great villain to go out on too, because like they're both old. They're both, both of those characters are very physical. It's not going to be like a mind game. Like it is with Joker. It's going to be brawl, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I would be perfectly fine with something like that happening. But like I said, I mean, the, whenever he stepped in dc was too like the dceu was too far tangent out for them to come in and just shut you know stop everything but he's doing damage control now you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i'm interested to see how all this plays he's out ruffling like. some feathers over there oh for well, sure canceling man. that movie well, all this yeah. all this could have been prevented though if Warner Brothers had just let Snyder make his films, mm-hmm. let them be what they are, and then make the decision making post Justice League as to what to do next. Yeah. Get everyone's origins together. Let the fucking, you know, Justice League film get right up to where it needs to be. And then then we start, you know, doing, you know, start start acknowledging the multiverse instead yeah. of just, you know, Barry's always been able to do it because yeah. he, you know, as much as I enjoyed the way they did Flash and Justice League, they did do the whole idea where like Barry's already he's already hit his limit, yeah, and we're dealing with a Flash that's got to deal with self control, and I guess that's that's kind of sort of a theme throughout the movie because Cyborg had to deal with self control, Superman yada yada yada. It's a whole other fucking conversation, but they could have you know. Like I said, they could have just built up to those points and then plunge into the abyss of characters. But yeah, right. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to see where they're going to take it from now on. Like, um, there's a lot there's a lot to stomach there. You know, there's a lot to just kind of process and and decide what they're going to do going forward. Because if that instead of getting like instead of Snyder exiting the role they could have absolutely 1000 percent been like okay we don't want to do anything going forward no man is still two, no justice league two, nothing like that how realistically how hard would it have been for him to kind of retcon some of that stuff and just have dark side show up in that you know after steppenwolf is defeated and you see you know the head fly through the portal Darkseid could have showed up. They could have fought Darkseid there. They could have beat Darkseid. Some of some of the people could have died. Some of the Justice League members could have died. That could have ended the franchise right there. Yeah. We would have got the Snyder cut of the film. They could have retconned two movies worth of shit and condensed it down into one. It would have been shitty, but it would have been better than what we got. Yeah, it really I mean, would have. Because so, it, it could have left. It could have left all of the sequences of, of like you know the world gone mad with Superman succumbing to anti-life. Like that could have been left as, Hey, this is what's going to happen. If we'll yeah. nip this in the butt and this is our time to do it. And they could have wrote, yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think if Snyder had had more stuff filmed, we would have got, I really do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that that's the only limit to the Snyder cut is that it went off of, what he had and what 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 time allowed him to add yeah right because because crafting that scene would have taken a lot longer than it took to throw the movie together like we got it yeah right absolutely 
Because so. people would have called bullshit on a choppy dark stock quick. Oh yeah, right. And I mean, and you're right. It, you know, it wouldn't have been ideal, but but it would have ended everything. It would have told the story to where there have because what because the underlying problem is all of the DC movies are having to write themselves out of the Snyderverse, and that's yeah. the ultimate problem. Yeah. And one thing that I was thinking in terms of uh, Michael Keaton. You know, the one thing, like, they keep saying he's coming back as Batman, and that's not a lie, but one of the biggest things that happens in the Flashpoint Paradox, which is what this movie's obviously going to be uh, pulling from the most, um, is that we get Thomas Wayne's Batman. We, yeah. His father becomes Batman instead of Bruce. Bruce dies in, in a, a version of, of the world. Right. And Who's to say that's not what Keaton's playing, uh, uh, a Thomas Wayne, and Ben Affleck is, you know, w- you know, because how how interesting would it be if they up the ante even more, and instead of, while as poignant as it was to have Barry bring a letter through timelines to Batman from his father, how visually crazy it would be to have on screen. Batman, a character that we've been following for decades, and his whole MO for being Batman is because his parents died. We get an on-screen moment where he he sees a version of his father that's become him, and they just have that moment, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see like if they decide to go forward with any reshoots on I'm really not too worried about the uh the reshoots with Aquaman, but I am interested to see what reshoots that they decide to take with possibly the flash, because, you know, that was supposed to be the reset button on the entire DCEU. And the further that we go along here, it seems like that it's not going to do that near as much. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It seems like it might build up to not be as impactful as it should have been. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, Next up here, Everything Everywhere All at Once Directors Inc., an exclusive deal with Universal. So Everything Everywhere All at Once recently crossed $100 million at the worldwide box office. One of the breakout films of 2022 has been Everything Everywhere All at Once, made by directing duo Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. The duo, known as the Daniels made names for themselves, directing music videos for such artists as foster the people tenacious D and Lil John before making the jump to feature films. 2016 Swiss army man starred Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano was a well-received first outing for the pair, but the Daniels sophomore project is what what's put them on the map in a major way. Everything everywhere has grossed more than a hundred million worldwide. The most of any film in the history of a 24. The eye-popping success of Everything Everywhere is being noticed by major uh, uh, major studios leading the Daniels to ink an exclusive deal with one of the biggest names in Hollywood. Multiple outlets are reporting Universal has locked the Daniels into a five-year partnership to continue making their unique brand of films. Via The Hollywood Reporter, Universal Chairman Don Langley explained why the studio was so eager to bring the Daniels into the fold for the long term. The Daniels are creators who have evolved their craft with a distinct vision and singular voice that is unmistakable across the spectrum of content vying for viewers' attention. Their films are remarkably theatrical 
and with only two original projects under their belts, they've merely scratched the surface of what they are capable of as filmmakers. We're grateful they've chosen to go on their journey with us. While the deal at Universal is for films specifically, the Daniels' next project is set to be a half-hour comedy for Showtime called Mason, starring comedian Nathan Min and Stephen Yen of The Walking Dead and Nope. It's unknown what the next theatrical production will be for the Daniels, but it will be released under the banner of Universal when it's ready to hit theaters. So here's kind of what's weird with this, though. They signed a five-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take four and a half years to get the movie made. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, from them writing it to them getting pre-production, shooting, post-production, marketing, release, you're looking at, like, at least three years. At least. You know and what I mean? pretty much yeah. just locked them down. Yeah, exactly. Like they can't work on anything else. I mean, I guess yeah. they could, but yeah, it'll be pretty busy. Yeah, so it makes me wonder if if it's one of those situations where it's like Universal is going to purchase everything they write in five years. Now, mm. that would be interesting because that would allow them to go to the drawing boards, write whatever they wanted to, pitch it to Universal. If Universal agrees and buys it, they can revisit the script in the future and rewrite it at that point. And they basically ensured making films for Universal for years to come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know the extent of the deal that they've signed, but to me, if you're going to f- sign a deal with a studio, five years, unless it's a television series, just isn't a long time in the grand scheme of things, you know? So I I don't know, man. Like Especially they lock them down and get first dibs. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they're right. going to put out next. Cause like any studio would be willing to hop on these guys after. Yeah, that right. Because it's like a well, it's it's like a breath of fresh air. It really I is. I ain't never man. seen a movie like that. I ain't never seen a movie like Swiss Army Man. Like, no, nah, dude, not at all. So yeah, I'm interested to see what they do, man. Like, this is going to be very, very, very interesting going forward. So we'll we'll see. You know. Last up here, and we've talked about this a little bit, but this is an official release for it. Evil Dead Rise could get theatrical release after positive test screenings. So Bruce Campbell will forever be the champion of the Evil Dead, whether in his role as Ash Williams or ensuring the franchise continues to live on as a producer and contributor to the franchise. This fall, Evil Dead Rise will take the horror series to new heights, literally, as it changes the location of the Deadite Terror from a cabin in the woods to a high-rise apartment block in suburbia. While Campbell will not be appearing on screen in his role as Ash, he has been working behind the scenes on the movie, and recently he has revealed that test screenings have gone so well that the movie may not end up streaming straight to HBO Max as planned. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is a continuation of the franchise in spirit with a brand new set of characters discovering an ancient and cursed book in the basement of their apartment. Of course, it is not long before the evil entities brought forth by the book are unleashed and the lead character of Beth is forced into a living nightmare with her sister Ellie and her three children in Los Angeles. Now it looks like the Evil Dead could be rising above what anyone believed possible after a very positive reception during test screenings. This is what uh, Campbell had to say. We just had a preview that went that was very high ratings. 
they were potentially going to stream it on HBO Max, but, but it might go theatrical, maybe in the fall. So since first horrifying audiences in 81, The Evil Dead has reinvented itself as a medieval medieval nightmare and army of darkness, expanded the mythos of the franchise with Ash vs. Evil Dead series, and been reborn as a remake slash reboot, as well as spawning numerous video games, books, and comics. Now, along with Evil Dead Rise, Bruce Campbell recently revealed that he has been in talks to bring Evil Dead and Ash back in an animated form. We've already talked about that. So this is something that we've talked about in the past couple of podcasts, but this is official article for it. And I, for one, would love to go to the theaters. I went to the theaters to watch the, the, I don't even consider it a reboot or a remake. I just consider it a continuation of yeah. the Evil Dead franchise. You know what I mean? It was, it was amazing in theaters, man. I had a blast with it. The, uh, yeah. The 2013 one? Yes. Let me yeah. cock pretty boy, that one. Man, yeah. dude. Her her taking that chainsaw to that thing's head at the yeah. end and just just it completely catching everyone off guard in the theater yeah. was priceless for me. Yeah, they really took it to the next level, dude, in a huge way. And I like that the remake the remake was very much aware of what it was, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, to be honest, though, like watching a, any Evil Dead anything minus Bruce Campbell is always going to be kind of sad in, yeah, a, in yeah. a certain way. But there is so much that you can do with that franchise, though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, it, it can it can live on and not feel like it's riding on Campbell's coattails. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like... The, the the charm of Evil Dead has always been how the Deadites interact yeah. with everybody and how Bruce, specifically Ash, interacts with the Deadites. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only one that at this point is 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 numbed by the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, like he's just fucking along for the ride, dude. Yeah. And he's just as quippy and as fucking smart-assy as they he's, are. He's fucking El Jefe, man. Yeah, dude, fucking El Jefe for sure. So uh, I'm excited. I, I kind of hope this does get a theatrical release as much as I would love to watch it day one in the comfort of my own home. I, I wouldn't mind going to the theaters, man. Yeah. I, I would not mind it whatsoever. I'm excited to see them do it this way, like in the high rise. Yes. Like, yeah. This right. is new. Like we're in well, the city. So many, yeah. There's so many people there. Like yeah. who knows what the fuck is going to be happening. You know what I mean? You're going to have that old old lady neighbor getting possessed by the fucking dead eye. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be goofy. The man. cat lady? Yeah. Oh, my God. The cats even get possessed. Yeah, you know that. The fucking dead eye cats meowing around. Ugh. Turn it off, you know? Fucking get it neutered, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm excited, man. And if they decide to bring Ash back and give him his farewell in animated form, I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't think that they'll go that route to give him his full exit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we're going to get one last live screen hoorah from Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he ain't done. And like, I think that the next time we get him on the big screen in any in any form other than animated is going to probably be his last time on screen, you know? Mm-hmm. And that would, that would be the only way, in my opinion, to really, like, get him to end his legacy with the deadites is have him 
be him either sacrifice himself to end it this time or for the deadites to finally get the upper hand on him or to fucking bring in fucking Bubba Hotep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? It was. So. But yeah, that's all the uh, movie news that I seen. That's all that I seen. Some pretty good stuff, man. I'm interested to see what happens with DC going forward. We're in this weird in-between time with Marvel right now. And uh, it's good to see that they're bringing back some of these other genre flicks on streaming. For sure. I mean, I'm I'm good with that, you know? Yeah. I got the last little tidbit I saw was like people have noticed in that uh, um, the Hulk show, Attorney yeah. at Law. Um, the scene where dude comes through the portal, yeah, you know, the ring portal. Yes. There's a Johnny Blaze poster. Oh, right there next to him, at like a theater. Oh. oh, so, so maybe he's an actor. Might be seeing some Ghost Rider. Yeah, right. I'm excited if they decide to do like Moon Knight surprised me. Now it makes me yeah. wonder what they could do with a Ghost Rider series. Well, you know? like it makes sense that he would be a street level at first. Oh, yeah. You know, to possibly yeah. build up to. Well, they could introduce him that way, and if it goes over well, then they could. You know, it's a good way to yeah. test the waters. Yeah, with characters. Yeah, and also at the same time, like possessions, and like whenever you're looking at the that side of things yeah it is kind of street level in a way you know what i mean like uh-huh. you don't you don't have villains that normally get possessed by some demonic entity you know what i mean so i mean and if they did i would be okay with it you know don't get me wrong but but yeah i didn't even notice that but i'm interested though Oh yeah, no. I can't. I can't wait to see more Moon Knight. I was so surprised by that fucking series. So we got some trailers here, man. We got a few. Cleo, it's <laughs> a foreign. I had to do it, Leo. dude. Cleo, like the Leo. Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I I ran across this and. A few weeks ago when I put it in here. I was like, my might yeah. checking out. All right. Y'all good? Yeah, yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. It's like some Jojo Rabbit shit going on. Like a nurse wacky. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a series. Oh, it's a series. Yeah. Okay. Damn. It's a lot going on. Yeah. All right. That looks interesting. Yeah. Looks like a goofy time. Fucking drops. A couple weeks. Yeah. Cleo. Cleo. <laughs> Devotion? I believe this is the second trailer. You know, we've seen some kind of teaser. Yeah. A long time ago, really. Yeah. If this is one that got pushed back, but it's got old fucking uh Kang in it. We was Kang. Jonathan Major. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we was Kang. Yeah, we was Kang. <laughs> we was Kangs. Yeah. <laughs> They're all just standing around looking at each other. Let's check it. What do we do? Who's gonna blow these bad guys up to Kang them come? Yeah. We was Kang. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. Three, two, one, play. Maverick part two. Fly boys. Yeah. This is in the Korean War. So this is. Fuck that. Yeah. Did you see him flying into that shit? Fuck that. Oh, that's back when they first started doing that. Yeah. Fuck that for sure. Yeah. I get Denzel vibes from Major. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heavy. Like his delivery is the same kind of mannerisms, you know? Yeah. He really does have the Denzel vibe. Yeah. 
Bam. And you know, I haven't seen Maverick, and I'm not necessarily someone that's ass over elbows to watch it. But that and films like Devotion, it's like they're bringing back the dogfight war film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of excited for that because we can pull that off with so much better, like, looks and cinematography. Like, a movie like that is perfect for those crazy drone speedy yes. shots then like zipping through the air like yeah absolutely like i wouldn't have a problem with more movies like i mean th- there's plenty of story to tell in the air for war films and i know that there was that small era in the 90s and i think i think it's kind of just been peppered through most of modern cinema but you know it's not th- there's never you know like it's a rarity that there's like a pilot film and outside of the nostalgia factor for for uh, tom cruise i think that's one major factor of what maverick's done so well right just think of how much money that movie has made and despite the fandom for tom cruise and all the people coming out that, that that watched his older films Think of all the people who don't know who the fuck Tom Cruise even is, or they only know him from films like Oblivion or shit, you know? Right, yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's a shitload of people that went out and watched it. They've never seen the first one. Yeah. All the reviews I've heard, man, like even people that I know that went and watched it, like it was really good. Like, yeah. I can't, I'm interested. Yeah. Whatever we do that, though, we've got to watch the OG because it's been so long, dude, since I've watched the original. Yeah, it's fucking... been a long time, like since the 90s. Yeah, dude, like... it's been a minute, dude. So I'm down, I'm, I'm down with it being like a, a dual episode or if y'all want to do two episodes where we do Top Gun 1, the first film, and then Maverick the next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that, man, because like... I haven't watched it in so fucking long, man. Um, so we've got Andor up next, right? Or Andor, you know. Mm-hmm. They're releasing the first three episodes on the same day. Three Sundays from now. Like, yeah. so if it's six episodes long, then we're getting three weeks. The week, first you know? part. Yeah, the first half of it, you yeah. know. So like, whoa. September the 21st, just whenever it premieres. Yeah. So, whoa. Oh, it's September? Yeah. Now, this is technically, what, a prequel to Rogue One? I think so. Okay. I think so. Cassian Andor, I think, and the character it's following. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Getting the Flash cash here. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. I like the way this looks. I always love the way Rogue One looked. Ooh, that's menacing. Filmed on the volume. Mm. 
Yes. Putting the war back in Star Wars. So this is going to be the perspective of seeing the Galactic Civil War break out. Yeah. We're going to see Teenage Leia in this. I'm calling it right now. Fucking right, dude. I really like that guy. Like, I wish that he would do... I wish they'd bring him over to do more American things. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure he's huge in Spain, right? I like him a lot. But that looks crazy good, you know? Yeah. Nah, dude. You said six episodes? Is it six? Nah, bro. How many is Check it? this out. Season one is 12. Oh, it's good. And there's season? already a season two on here. So they're going low and slow. And it's 12. Whoa. Okay. But it kind of looks right like right. the the wheels yeah. are set into motion for Rogue One. So maybe it's looking at the different perspectives of everybody that was involved in Rogue One. Yeah. And like how they got to where they wanted to steal the plant. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like a ground or a, a ground level perspective of characters that are like, you know what? I guess we will join the rebel Alliance. Like they kind of start hearing about rebellion going on and that there's a group working together. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't really this like be going, wouldn't this be technically happening at the same time as the events of Obi-Wan? yeah yeah i think so within the decade yeah i think so so when i saw when it when it's like three episodes it's like they're gonna release half the season so i went and looked uh, i was like wait a minute that's crazy did you, like, do you happen to, did you happen to see any run times on the page you're on uh I assume they'll probably be half hour, but still. Let's see if the first one says it doesn't say. But 12? That's crazy, yeah. What's crazy, though, is it says 12 on here. But when you go to the IMDb, the main actor. Yeah. He's he's done 13 episodes already. Like, he's been in 13. It's like, I guess maybe that's. Did know. they do a, a lead up to it, maybe? 
Or maybe there's just know. a maybe there's an episode so, that, of something that he filmed for already. Maybe we're gonna be on that, right? Oh, for Please sure, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Sold American, dude. Because we've got that, and then what? Secret Invasion will be coming out. Mm. So you know, I'm just glad it's a Star Wars show. It's not taking place on Tatooine. Yeah, right. Thank God. Can we take a moment to praise that? Yeah. I put the. Um, I think this is Marilyn Monroe, right? Yeah. But I dropped it in here. Like this is the chick from the the gray guy or the gray man. <laughs> the gray like, guy. Her. She looks so different there. Yeah. Right. But that's her. I feel She's... like I feel like it would have been called the gray guy if Ron Reynolds was in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm the gray guy. <laughs> it's much easier to cope, to kill people when you're not just firing your guns at them. Yeah. I'm ready. This has an NC-17 rating, by the way. I mean, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm down. Let's check Heard it out. that asshole shots. And Hacia's butthole. Three, two, one, play. She smells so fucking pretty, dude. Mm. On my knees. <laughs> Just joking. She looks so different. Yeah. She looks good. Yeah. Fun fact, Carol Joyce Oates, the author of the book, she wrote a book that was based on uh jeffrey dahmer hmm. and it was fucked up wait is that chick from gray man <laughs> yeah wow you should hear me okay. say that yeah, That's but I, I didn't. Just, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize it was. It don't that even look drastic. like her, does it? Yeah. The blonde hair, dude. So there's color. There's it's black and white. The aspect ratios are different. What's going on here? You know. Hmm. NC seventeen. Some sexual content. That's damn near porn, you know? Yeah, right. I can't wait. I might have to take that week off. (laughs) (laughs) Norma Jean, dude. Like like, Griffin, why don't you come to work? You're like recovery, man. Yeah. Yeah. My arms are tired. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, no, you, you, you bitch at him. You're yeah. like, my refractory period hasn't worn off. Don't fucking call me. We require yeah. more minerals. <laughs> I'm so dehydrated. I drained my body of fluids. It's like that episode of Family Guy where uh, Quagmire had the really big arm. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you're, you're sitting there watching it. Marina comes to put her uh, hand on your shoulder just to say hey, and you, like, fucking shrug it off. Like, don't fucking touch me. Like, I'm busy over here. I'm done. I'm done right now. I'm going to watch this one in my room. Yeah. <laughs> God, diamonds are a girl's best friend. Fuck. <laughs> Lock the door. <laughs> and then you hear, where's the fucking Jergens? <laughs> it was under the counter. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> all right uh, glorious <laughs> whatever works the glorious all right three two one play why is it so quiet it is quiet okay you don't know why how to park. Why do I feel like this should have been a Jesse Eisenberg film? Oh shit! You stop trying. Oh, dude, we watched the yeah, teaser. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cosmic horror. In a seedy motel. Oh, shit. The glory hole god? Wow. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> Go get a dildo. Unless you fuck that glory hole. I mean, dude. Oh, baby, I like it raw. You know. I get it. Glorious. It's a glorious glory hole. I kind of want to watch that. I'm interested. Yeah. I don't think J.K. Simmons is just taking shitty movies at this point, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like teeth for masturbators. I mean, we did just watch the trailer for Bond. I need you to (laughs) satisfy me. He's like, put it in my physical form. Yeah. It's like, why is your voice voice so bassy? Yeah. So are we getting kids movie or are we getting twisted dark version? Yeah, he's like, put it in slow. That's a little more my tempo. Yeah, are you Russian or dragon? (laughs) (laughs) Rips his dick off. (laughs) We finally get the first trailer for fucking Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah. So I'd like to say Pinocchio. Yes. 
Prieš, šepetor. <laughs> Žimeny <laughs> krikyt. Okay. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, I don't said that to me earlier. It's funny, dude. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to do ah. three, two, one, play. Dig the animation already. Yeah, I like the style. Gives me James and the Giant Peach vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking love James and the Giant Ewan Peach. Ewan McGregor. Owen. I mean that looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, dude. That blows that that fish fucking movie out of the water. Yeah, Family film as fuck, bro. There'll be no fish fucking in this movie. Yeah, only wood. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come like Jeff comes, a simple, <laughs> honest fisherman, Jake. <laughs> anyway. All right, this is that fucking superhero movie, right? Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know they Finally. released the trailer for this. Yeah. Another one of those where he's Superman, but he ain't living that life. Well, remember that one movie we watched? This is kind of a rip off of that one. Yeah. Uh, the Joe, one with. Uh, was it, Wait, who was that? I don't remember. Manganello. Was it him? Yeah. Manganello was in it. Yeah. Alt. No. Something. Arch enemy? That was it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Coming out, gonna... yeah. And it's a prime movie. Samaritan. All righty. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. Greedy and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old TV or radio. He's unbreakable. Is he though? Yeah. 
He's the garbage picking, butthole kicking Philadelphia superhero. Yo, I'm Garbo. Oh, shit. Max. <laughs> the kid's going to give him the, you know, get him the back hope. out there. Yeah. Once he gets kidnapped or something. I think they should have went with the original name. What was the original this was name? A Rambo in the Concrete Jungle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm an old man, kid. The city's far too gone. Oh, man. Documentary? Oh, man. I'm an alligator. So, Trav, have you fucking heard the dude that played Vecna sing? Yes. Yeah, I made it. Okay. So, if you cast a David Bowie biopic right now, would he not be perfect? Yeah, Yeah, right? They kind of have the same facial structure. I'd make him be schizophrenic, though, and he would see very, like, it would be him as like David Bowie in the here and now, but kind of like a la uh, the Nick Cage thing where he sees his younger self. Yeah. We we have Eddie Redmayne come in dressed as Zika Stardust. That would be, yeah, that would be fucking nuts, dude. Okay. We could ride it. <laughs> I'm just saying. This, I mean, I'm interested to check this out. Let's peep it. Yeah, let's do it, man. Three, two, one, play. Acid. <laughs> Bowie. They used the trap. (laughs) 
Jesus, look at that grill. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> okay. Hmm. That was pretty good. They gotta yeah, do a movie. Uh, I'd like yeah. to see that. <clears throat> Can I came by? Yeah. That was by was how is this the story about those Mormons that came by earlier? <laughs> I came by. We read a chapter. We knocked <laughs> on the door and nobody came. Oh, I went to the door, Trav. Did you open the door and was like, what's up? No, I talked to him. Um, uh, I'm they, pretty sure that's the guy from 1917 there, right? On the uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, like, you answer the, like, next time I answer the door really eccentric. And you just do the, oh, they sent a woman. No, they so, gave me a book. Like. Like just, just like talk to them like you, like you eat them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like uh, fucking Dracula. Like, do come in. Yeah, and bring that tall glass of water with a man with you. You can park your bike inside, huh? They're in a car. Yeah, oh. yeah. They're in a car. I didn't think they were allowed to drive cars. So uh, you know, they've graduated. Can yeah, we read from uh, that was the first five read, years. Can we read from Acts? God's so deliciously evil in that one. They're like, uh, here's a Psalms book. Oh, we'll see you later. They're like, we got the book of the Mormon here. You're like, I love the fucking musical, dude. Where Not are you quiet. going? I thought you were here to give me the good word. Tell me the good news. I came by. I came by. All right. Three, two, one, play. Like a shitty Beatles song. Is that Mr. Bean? (laughs) (laughs) Discount. They call it Mr. Penpo. Pinto. Hey, yo, Georgie's really coming up in the world. He's seen the deal with Netflix. He's going to be on the movie on the telly. Georgie! <laughs> Get all of my life. Says the guy that talks like he wants to drink sweet tea.
It's Mrs. Schroeder. Bit weird, isn't it? Hector. Behind the red door. Yeah, right. It's a pissed off Brit, that's for sure. Georgie, he always looks like shocked. Yeah. His eyes are... I went to that what? judge's house. I came by his house. I popped around the bin. <laughs> he, tried to, he tried to put staples in a sewing machine and <laughs> nipped his head. You know? Justin Long. I bet he dies in the first few minutes or at the end. The House of Darkness. Well, it's rated R. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> A film about not paying for light bill. Fire. Spin the yarn, chew the fat. She looks like a witch or something. Yeah. She's full of shit. That's what we do now. Time to go. Is he meeting the brides of Dracula? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. That might be interesting. Vampires. Vampires. They took the Call of Duty kill streak and turned it into a fucking movie. Orbital? I'm going orbital, bro. Unleash <laughs> the rods of God! Orbital. Alright. Three, two, Got the hammer, one. Dog. Play.
Did he say MAGA structure? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to build a MAGA structure. That is a MAGA structure. Goddamn. It's missing a red hat. Nah, Whoa. PlayStation 1 called. They said you could have it, you know? So that you could keep Saturn and its rings. Yeah. One man's dream. Mega structures. Look at that thing. It's like a film for what Elon Musk wants to uh, do with the world. Goddamn resolve already. Yeah, right. Shit, it was like dun, 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 dun. But we're gonna go up every foot of these mega structures. It's fucking mental. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> orbital, mate. Got a little comedy here, a little Danny DeVito cartoon. A little Aubrey Plaza. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Lucy DeVito? Is that his wife? Let's see. We don't talk about her girl. We count down out of three, two. Let's put his daughter. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, his daughter. Yeah, yeah, born in eighty-three. Yeah, looks like. I hope, okay. I hope he says something like, "Well, anyway, I just kept on beating the shit out of him in hell." I'm ready. Oh, I got sidetracked looking her up. Um, three, two, one, play. Aha. Aha. Damn. Oh. What? Oh, God. Pleased to meet you. Uh. 
it's funny out of that whole list that's the only name i saw yeah brooks like Mm-hmm. That'll be a good build up for the Halloween season. Yeah, right. This fool right here, though. Who's this fool? Uh, they finally made a. I follow this Instagram page called Fools Gone Wild. Mm hmm. This looks like it's based off of it. Okay, okay. Let's check it out. What do you say? Is a rhino need his horn to ram? (laughs) Look around. The world is your gym. All right, three, two, one, play. (laughs) (laughs) Only time. it's a good idea for a comedy yeah i haven't really done this yet Jesus. (laughs) 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 Bitch. (laughs) Oh. That looks pretty funny. Yeah. That looks like a silly time, man. What are we watching next week? Oh, man. Damn. It was easier when we had a list. I know, right? Goddamn. (laughs) Uh, Hmm. Let's Let's see see here. I mean, we watched the action movie. We watched a couple of those fucked up A24 movies. I mean, we watched Alvin and the Chipmunks. That was pretty good, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. 
Alvin and the Chipmunks. Or uh, Chippendale. I mean, you know. Close I mean, enough. yeah. I mean, you know. Um, hmm. Looking around. Trying to see what's new. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. We've already done the Batman. I tell you, man, since we don't know, we can just, you know, figure it out sometime this week. I'd I mean, like to I'm, do a little digging. Dude, what, what about that? What about fucking Red Rocket? Yeah, that's great. That, that's available, that's right? Great. Yeah, I've already got it. Yep. I've been wanting to watch that. Dude. Yep. What do you think, Trav? Red Rocket? Sure. I've been wanting to see that. It actually won some shit. Yeah. Oh, Dirt Nasty. Blue yeah. Cowboy uh. Boots. <laughs> Made out of duck, dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, Sounds I good. just thought about that. Yeah. Good pull. I've been holding out to every time I look at it on my Plex server. I was like, ah. I'll wait. Yeah, we're pod locked We've on been it. We've locked on that for about two years. Probably I mean, it came long, out in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Let's do it, man. Checks in the motherfucking mail. Keep washing your fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs>